Cameron, and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore, and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. Little disclaimer here, we're going to talk about some of the adventures today, but only because they're relevant to today's monster. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Now, a quick announcement. I did say last week that my lovely friend Bethany would be joining us today, but unfortunately, due to some poor scheduling and prep on my part completely, we've delayed this till later in the year. I'm sorry for anyone that was excited for that. We'll get her on soon. And for now, you can just put up with me on my lonesome for another week, which you should be used to by now. But anyway, this week we're looking at sirens from Greek mythology, and I'm not talking about the Ninor. I'm talking about the scary water-based ladies. In Greek mythology, the sirens were considered dangerous creatures who lured nearby sailors with their enchanting music and singing voices to shipwreck on rocky coasts of their islands. It's also said that they can even charm the winds. If you heard their song whilst on your ship, or even on shore, you would become entranced, almost hypnotised, or completely charmed, and you would throw yourself into the water and go to them, and then they would drown and eat you. How nice. Now, they are described as a couple of things. Firstly, and most commonly, they are described as a combination of women and birds. To begin with, we'll elaborate on that later. They were shown as birds with large women's heads, bird feathers and scaly feet, and wings who play instruments, especially harps and lyres. It's very ancient Greek. However, by the Middle Ages, the description of sirens completely changed, and the more popular version that they are now, which is an almost mermaid figure, but with a very much evil streak. Sirens out of the three main European merfolk monsters are definitely the most vicious, with selkies being the lovely and homemaking ones from the episode we did a few weeks ago, and mermaids kind of being in the middle. Sometimes they help, sometimes they don't. It just kind of depends. Now, linking to this, they are very heavily related to mermaids and selkies. The French word for mermaid is actually sirene, and Italian is serena, which is actually a pretty cool fact if you're into your languages. But before we carry on, I need to stress to all of you that mermaids and sirens are not the same thing. Because of what I said a minute ago about their aggression and generally vicious nature, whilst mermaids are not generally aggressive, they're much more mischievous and troublesome but they can sometimes be helpful too. Think of sirens as this horrible, aggressive drowner who will actively try and murder you, whilst mermaids are kind of like the line in Peter Pan, we were only trying to drown her. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Sirens can be both male and female, but to be honest, male sirens literally disappeared from all art and content in the 5th century BC, so now they're completely presented as female. The etymology of the word siren is linked to rope or to cord, and the Greek word airo, which means to tie, join or fasten, which also links us to the whole binder and entangler thing. The English word siren very literally means the ninor noise, I will just say that just as a fun joke. We can link this to sirens though, as they do bind or entangle through magical songs. This could be related to the famous scene with Odysseus, but we'll talk about that later. Now, origin-wise within myth, they're usually listed as the daughters of the river god Achilles, and either by the muse Terpsichore, 
who is the muse of dance, Melopene, the muse of tragedy, or Calliope, the muse of poetry. Fun fact is that Calliope was also the mother of the famous musician Orpheus, whose dad was Apollo, god of light, but he actually comes into this a bit later. I wouldn't really consider him a hero, to be fair, but he's an interesting bit to the story and is actually quite important to the whole background behind Sirens. There are a couple of reasons as to why they're seen as this evil monster. In one telling by Ovid, the Sirens were the handmaidens of Persephone. If you didn't know, Persephone is the goddess of spring and later the queen of the underworld. When Persephone was abducted by Hades to become said queen of underworld, Demeter, her mother and the Olympian goddess of the seasons, gave the Sirens wings to go and search for her. If you know the myth of Hades and Persephone, which is one of my absolute favourite stories of myth, you'll know that they were unsuccessful and therefore stayed like this forever. In other tellings, it has Demeter cursing the Sirens for not stopping Hades from taking Persephone. Then the Sirens were fated to only live until the mortals who heard their songs were able to pass them by, which, as you can imagine, is quite tricky. But someone did manage to do it. I'll tell you about them later. (laughs) There's a lot of those in this episode, I will just say that. Now, why did they change from birds to mermaids, I hear you ask? One legend says that Hera, who is queen of the gods, made the sirens enter a singing contest with the muses. The muses obviously obliterated them, as they are literally the muses, and their prize was to pluck out all of the sirens' feathers, and then they made crowns out of them, which you can see in some pottery and art of the muses. The sirens took their loss pretty bad, they turned sheet white and threw themselves into the sea, and now there are two tellings of this part, one is that they turned into the island Lukai, which means the white ones and is in current day Crete, other version and the more fun one is that they grew tails and became aquatic monsters rather than flying ones, not sure which one I prefer or would like to bump into, but nonetheless they still had the curse that they would perish if someone survived after hearing their song note that down. Sirens made their most prolific appearances in two of our journeying heroes stories from Greek myth, Jason and the Argonauts and Odysseus's Odyssey, which I still find quite a funny bunch of words to put together, and you should have seen the amount of saliva that just went all over my computer screen, oh my goodness. In Jason's adventure, they were on their way to get the Golden Fleece, and Jason had been warned by Chiron, the legendary centaur who we talked about a few weeks ago, the Orpheus, the musician we talked about earlier, would be necessary to take on his journey on the Argo. Jason was like, meh, with Orpheus, as his only kind of skill was playing music, but when the sirens came along, Orpheus heard the sirens' voices, and he got out his lyre and played music more beautifully than they sang, and actually managed to drown out their voices, which saved the crew from their deadly song. One of the crew, however, the hero Butes, managed to hear the sirens. He jumped into the water, but the positive here is that he was caught and carried safely away by the goddess of love, Aphrodite. Now, with Odysseus, he was on his wonderful odyssey, the word so named after himself. He was really curious as to what the sirens actually sounded like. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I kind of understand. I'd wonder as to what they would sing to me, I suppose. But he's basically an idiot. So he spoke to the goddess of magic, Circe, who advised him to pop beeswax into his ears and the rest of his crew and tie himself to the mast of the ship. 
When the sirens started singing, he begged the sailors to untie him so that he can join the ladies, but they actually bound him even tighter. They made it past them, and after they did, they watched the sirens throw themselves into the sea to their deaths because they had made it past without being tempted in, breaking that curse. On to cultural significance. Now, firstly, I would like to say this segment was actually quite tricky this week because of the fact that sirens and mermaids are very often put in the same bucket. As I said earlier, they are 100% not the same thing, but it seems producers, writers and directors of crappy articles on the internet and films cannot seem to get that out of their minds. Art-wise, there are a few really famous and lovely paintings. Probably the most famous is The Siren by John William Waterhouse, painted in 1900. There's also The Siren by Edward Armitage, painted in 1888. And there's some cool hero-specific paintings with Odysseus and the Sirens, painted by Leon Belly in 1867, or Ulysses and the Sirens by Herbert James Draper, painted in 1909. I know that's a lot of details, but honestly, four paintings look them up they're all classic paintings they're absolutely gorgeous i really recommend you giving them a look if you're interested in art for movies you have the parts of the caribbean movies specifically the fourth one which had technically technically mermaids and sirens in the lighthouse from 2019 was a psychological horror that starred william defoe and robert pattinson and was actually black and white universally debated whether it was any good i didn't see it because it's scary so i just voted myself out of that one there's also a siren horror film called siren which came out in 2016 it's got 65 percent on rotten tomatoes so maybe it's worth the watch if you're into that kind of thing For TV, you've got the actual Siren series, which I remember specifically looking at and being like, that doesn't look very good. I've not seen it, so I can't judge. If you've watched it and you thought it was good, you recommend it, please let me know and I'll give it a watch. They were also in an episode of Doctor Who, in the old Aquaman series and in the Australian series Tidelands. For video games, I I really really struggled to find anything this week i personally have not played any games really with sirens in um it's just a case of the problem is that they're mixed up with mermaids so often that actually just trying to search for it was so difficult but a good mention is Calamaria from Cuphead and in Immortals Phoenix Rising you go to an island of sirens which is a very awesome game if you haven't played that I have played that one and you're into Greek myth unfortunately that's all I can find on sirens but if you know any games that you've played and I've missed out here please let me know I'd love to love to hear your recommendations my book recommendation for this week is actually a book called Sirena by Donna Jane Napoli but hear me out It's a kid's novel, but it's all about a siren who falls in love with a sailor, but she isn't sure whether he loves her or her song. So it's actually a little bit sad, I imagine. But for more tales on the Odyssey or the Argo, have a read of Stephen Fry's Heroes books for a great retelling. They're just always my personal go-to when it comes to Greek myth, but there are a whole load of Greek mythology books and Heroes books that will talk about those two and their adventures. Now it's time for... Do I think they existed? 
It's always tricky with water-based monsters because, as I said during the Kraken episode two weeks ago, we've only discovered about 5% of the world's oceans, meaning literally nothing is impossible to imagine. Mermaids and sirens' existences have actually been debated throughout history and to this current day, and I honestly would not be surprised if either species existed at this rate. Also, there's always the debate that like something like Atlantis exists and mermaids run it, but meh. It would be cool to have half-naked ladies singing at us as we went past. It would certainly make my boat journeys a little bit more pleasant, even if I did end up jumping in after them and getting eaten. There are worse ways to go than being eaten by a scantily clad sea monster, you know. I certainly don't like the idea of the half-bird, half-ladies swooping down at me. The images of sirens before they evolved into half-fish are horrible. They're horrible. Look them up. They're just horrible. But birds are still kind of scary. I'm I'm not scared of birds, but like, I wouldn't not run if there was one coming at me, especially one with the face of a very angry, cursed lady. I guess again, though, on the whole, it's a link to the ocean being dangerous, but being worth the risk in these ancient times. And I guess the story of them becoming the sirens by not looking after their ward Persephone is an interesting cautionary tale for being a good babysitter. I don't know. When I was babysitting Devilspawn once as a teenager, I locked one of them in the conservatory because he was being vile. And then he told his mum when she got home and she sacked me. So I'm not particularly the best judge, to be honest. I generally think those sirens are a pretty cool myth monster, if I'm honest. And again, I love Greek monsters. They are my favourite, as everyone knows. And as always, I do love a sea monster, but I've done so many recently, I'm going to back off them a bit. For the next few weeks, we are not going to have a sea monster, or at least one that primarily lives in the sea. But next week, we're sticking around in Europe for the last time for a little while to look at the fearsome basilisk. Yes, the big snake from Harry Potter. Slither into the podcast to find out more about these horrific beasts next Thursday. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I would love to hear from you. The Twitter is at MythMonstersPod, or the Instagram is at MythMonstersPodcast, or you can email me old-fashioned style on MythMonstersPodcast at gmail.com. I also have a TikTok, like a cool modern lady, and it's MythMonstersPodcast if you have one of those. I do quick myths on Mondays, Monster of the Week reveals on Tuesdays, Monster of the Week facts on Wednesday, and a cool monster guessing game on Thursday, so it's all fun. Also, I'd just like to say as well that this week I've been working on a website for all you guys. It's now up and live. It's literally mythmonsters.co.uk. It's really cool it's taken me a while to do i'm very proud of it it's there's a link available through the twitter and the instagram if you want to go that way i'm very proud of it please give it a look and let me know what you think about it really i'm i'm very proud of myself for managing to do it to be honest i also set up a patreon no pressure at all in regards to that just give it a look i've set it up at least so if you feel like supporting this podcast in the costs that i do to get this to you every week you're very welcome to via that it would be amazing i will love you forever but again no pressure i do this for the laughs i don't do it for anything else but come join the fun next week share this with your pals and they might love me as much as you do but for now stay spooky i'll see you later babes Thank you.